Welcome back to the Great and Terrible AHS. We're doing a bonus episode today. I am joined only by Miss Shadow Lovely. Hey, what's good, gamer? Hello. Not this episode. Yeah, yeah. We're here to watch um, Feral. Uh, slow beef's not allowed. Um, nothing really happens in this episode of any import. Um, this might be the pinnacle of there was an X-Man <laughs> as far as like stories in... American Horror Stories. Okay, to be clear, not an X-Man. There is not a Magneto that appears. That would be sweet. <laughs> that would Just, be cool. Uh, in this case, there was a Woods child is the <laughs> is the entirety of Feral. Um, yeah. Damn, we, that was that, that was the whole episode. You just explained it. Um, yeah, I tried. Yeah, sorry, everyone. New record under one minute. Episode <sighs> complete. See you later. <laughs> yeah, since we were, um, since we knew we were going to be doing this one without slow beef, um, and we were going to be releasing this, uh quote-unquote bonus episode uh to the public um i tried to pick an episode that was as nothing as possible um so that it wasn't one that we like needed slow beef to be here for because it was just so much to take in as a group um and so i picked feral um which is uh pretty much summarized in its title uh it starts with um a lady screaming somewhere. It's not relevant that the lady's screaming because that will have nothing to do with anything later. Don't even worry about who the lady is. We don't ever find out. But she's screaming and then there's a lake um, that I presume we're supposed to think is a spooky lake of some variety. Um, the captions um, say this in this order. Skittering, screeching, howling, snarling, chattering. Um in that order uh the captions put all of those things on the screen which i thought was very funny um if you're like me you assumed this was the opening sequence you'd be incorrect <laughs> this is just i guess like a like a mood piece to like let you know the vibes of what we're gonna get into uh it's not even the vibes of what we're gonna go get into none of those things are relevant later um they're just funny woods noises i guess they're like you know what's creepy when things in nature make sounds um, and also a lake. <laughs> uh, and then it cuts to the most generic thing that we've ever seen in a horror movie, which is a businessman, TM, um, who's taking a business call, TM, um, with his wife, who's a teacher, TM. And this is Jay and Addie. Uh, and they're going camping. Again, one of the most generic, stereotypical, played out scenes that's ever been in media. Um, and as... Is customary with this exact scene uh, and this format. The wife is not thrilled to be camping. And then the dad, as always, because there's a kid in the backseat, is like, oh, but I have to, we have to get away from me doing business. And this is to get into nature because modern everything sucks. Um, and then <laughs> also, it's good for our kid who needs to uh, go be in nature and. The, in a moment of very good writing, almost, um, they have the dad go like, what are you most excited about camping? And the kid responds with, I want TV. <laughs> Which, yeah. Which, cool. We should be clear, <laughs> when we say kid, we mean like, barely Four? not a toddler i think he's three canonically yeah. like in a in a car okay, seat yeah. can barely can barely talk says like very small sentences um ipad baby he's currently at the age where uh, a parent would scoop them up instantly at the first sign of trouble but would be reluctant to carry them around at all times yeah. is where we are yeah yeah like definitely uh knows how to say things like i want tv but cannot communicate like complex needs and wants um mm -hmm. and he's got a wicked bowl cut 
Uh, that should be noted. Um, wicked being, I mean, negative, not like wicked cool, like wicked bad. Um, <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool little kid with a weird little bowl cut. And his name is Jacob, and they're going camping. And then they get to the campsite, and she's like, Where's our campsite? And he's like, It's by the lake, which, to be fair, uh, really great campsite. Uh, <laughs> I think he said, I think he says right next to the woods, which is way worse for the record. Like right next to the lake. Incredible, romantic, beautiful. I'd love to be there next to the woods. It, when you're at a campsite, being next to the woods is concerning because you're already in the woods, yeah. but you're next to the woods. And those are two very different things. Well, that's my other thing. It's like, you're not next to the woods. Like you're in the woods. Everyone's in the woods. You're in a state park. Everybody's in the woods. Like you're as close to the woods as all the other people who are there camping. Um, yeah. And but like, you're next to the woods, yeah, which the I woods guess is DM. like bad. Yeah. And um, they're setting up their campsite. And it's, again, this is like a super played out trope of like, oh, city people trying to get ready for camping. Um, he sets up a, a pretty like very... <sighs> No, I don't. I don't want to say low effort, but like a very generic tent. Like not like a nice tent. It's like, it's a tent. It does the job. And then they set it's a up Boy Scout tent for one or maybe two. Yeah, on, on a stretch. Yeah, it is like definitely not like what you if you want to have like a kind of nice camping experience like that's not what you set up um anyway it, it is a tent you climb into and crawl out of as opposed to <laughs> yeah there's like tents that exist including tents that like i've used that are legitimately like three small rooms yeah. connected like they're they're quite large and quite nice yeah these are phasmophobia tents definitely and the reason i bring that up is because after he's done setting up the kind of shitty tent um he sets up a pop-up toilet tent and a portable toilet which is not the kind of thing that you own if you also own a shitty tent like pick a struggle like you either have the nice toilet tent and the pop-up toilet thing um which they make a point to show us or you have that and like a nice tent like you're showing us two different camping experiences you don't have both of these (laughs) things um but they make a point to show us uh him setting up the pop-up toilet tent um and the toilet thing that i guess he bought which looks expensive like to be clear at at first when this scene first showed up i thought it was like oh they have a separate tiny tent for their kid (laughs) and then they're in one tent and i'm like that seems really dangerous because the kid (laughs) is way too young for that and then it turns out it was a separate toilet tent and no they're just gonna have sex on top of their kid i guess yeah (laughs) they they do bang in the tent like literally millimeters away from their son later in the same scene um which, by the way, a uh, hot take, um, least romantic place to bang probably ever, unless you're like outdoorsy people who are like into that. You know what I mean? Like these are not the kind say, of people yeah, like, who if, are into that. If you're on a camping trip and you just had a really nice time at a bonfire and you're both a little drunk or whatever and you need somewhere to retire to, sure. But like, yeah, it's not like a beautiful place. <laughs> like in a tent in particular, like again, if it's like a group trip or whatever, sure, you need some form of shelter, some form of privacy. But like, yeah, there's so many other places outside to have sex that are just like way cooler. And <laughs> like, I just can't, bring a blanket. Like, you know? I cannot overstate their son is inches away from them. Like inches away from them. And like for the record, they shouldn't be separate from their four year old child when they're in the middle of the woods. <laughs> yeah. 
maybe they should have figured out a different plan for sex. Is yeah, all I'm in saying. the car, maybe the car that's like, I don't know, 10 feet away. Who could say? Yeah. Uh, no, they have to bang right there. Um, but before that happens, um, they finish setting everything up. She drinks some wine by the fire. She's like, actually, camping is cool. Um, and then she goes to put the kid to bed. And s- Which, for what it's worth, bonfires and drinking are extremely cool. Yeah. She's right. Those kick ass. I love being at a bonfire. I love having a beer at a bonfire. Yeah, girl. Yeah, she's into it now. Um, she wasn't like an hour ago, but she is now. Um, and then when she goes to put the kid to bed, um, a question mark, question mark, question mark is watching Jay from behind a tree. It's very unclear what it is, but something is watching Jay from behind a tree. Um. And then, then they go to bang, and as they're about to bang, they hear some hooting and hollering from like a mothman or a pigman or something right outside their tent because they're shadows. Um, later, we'll find out what this is, and it will raise a lot of questions um, as to what the fuck the person who's explaining the situation is talking about because this makes no sense otherwise. Um, they decide to bang anyway, even though the pigman is outside. They don't worry about it too much. Uh, Then it cuts to the next day. Um, Jay gives his barely speaking three-year-old son a compass for some fucking reason. Um, Here's my Boy Scout (laughs) compass. And for the record, it's not like a normal Boy Scout compass. Hi, Boy Scout here. I'm raising my hand. I was a Boy Scout. That's me. I was a Star Scout. And then I left. Um... The uh, compasses you use are generally not like old heavy copper enclosed <laughs> things like compass. modern yeah like modern compasses are way more useful if they're like a clear thing that you can see and like put on top of a map and like get your exact directions and angles and whatnot like they're they're pretty cool tools nowadays like even if you have one of the small like pocket ones that you'd give to a child this one's like the size of like an oil tycoon's pocket watch <laughs> like it's just oh. it's just too damn big for a little kid also i i just made a connection just now like as we were talking because you brought that up and i was about to say like oh this is something you'd maybe like give to your kid like as a memento when they're a little older and could understand it um but but i remembered right before they bang she says something to the effect of, I can't wait to do this again, like 10 years from now, which was their version of foreshadowing of what happens. Ugh! Ugh! I just had oh. that. I just had that realization. Yeah. They, yeah, because they originally, yeah, because she meant it as like, I like this, but I'd never want to do it again. Um, but yeah, you're right. They were definitely just thinking they were very clever and being like, they are going to come do this again in 10 years. I, oh, God, I hate, I hate it. I just had that connection. Gross. Anyway. <laughs> hey, so, uh, it's the next day. Um, Jay gives the compass to the child and then starts walking around in the woods and they're doing a little cute thing between father and child of child runs behind a tree and father goes, oh no, where are you child? And then walks around the corner and goes, oh, there you are. You scared me. And they repeat this a few times with the child never being more than like, you know, five, six feet away or whatever. And then the kid goes behind one tree and he goes, oh no, where did you go? And then the kid doesn't respond and he goes, now, hey, hold on. And he walks around the tree and then the kid is gone. Um, There was not a lot of cover <laughs> on either side of this. And he was directly looking at his child and watching him run behind the tree. So like his eyes were locked on that tree the entire time. 
Um, cause he turns around the corner and the kid's gone, um, for the right, no explanation. This will never be explained. They will never be able to explain how they fucking Houdini this kid. Cause it's like, imagine if you will, you're walking up to a stop sign that's six feet away and you see a ball like get placed behind the stop sign. It's just got, it's hot. There's just no cover is what I'm trying to get. There's like no way for the kid to have gone. Like the kid has to go. So did they like take him underground? Like what? <laughs> yeah. Um, I have in here that he gets David Blaine away. Cause there's literally no explanation for how this child yeah. goes from like being there and then, just very not being there the next second silently and invisibly like because even if they were like oh yeah the the wild mountain people took your kid um your kid would still scream and cry because they're a four-year-old in distress and four-year-olds in distress will start crying because they're having trouble tying their shoes also like 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 ty said like this isn't like a densely populated forest that's like hard to see and there's a lot of space between each tree so like you can't really like sneak up on a kid grab it and then get away with that kid without being seen in some capacity like the only explanation here is that jay is the dumbest man alive and somehow didn't see the person getting away and therefore we the audience also didn't see the person getting away um or jacob fell in a hole and they never bother to tell us that that's the only explanation i have is the child fell into some kind of burmese tiger pit and (laughs) hit his head on the ground and the people then later found him and went we'll make this one our king like simba (laughs) yeah (laughs) but um so yeah that's that's it the kid's gone yeah the way you put it guess their kid is gone oh well <laughs> like because <laughs> like, it's jay doesn't even bother it's not looking their for fault. him like at all yeah, it, it, yeah it's not their fault even a little bit like this is crazy this would be like the equivalent of you're holding your child's hand as you walk through a mall and then like as you still feel your child's hand you look to the right and you're just like carrying a sack of potatoes or something and you're just like how did this happen like yeah and your kid has been taken hundreds of miles away before you can even like bother yeah, trying real, to react before you realize this isn't my child this is a sack of potatoes <laughs> and they're already on the other side of the planet yeah like they make it seem like oh you that's what you get for like looking away from your kid like no no this uh, as dumb as jay is this isn't jay's fault like he wasn't doing anything wrong like uh, it, they make the yeah they make it seem like it is though it's a it's a thing that will weigh on him heavily also because a four-year-old couldn't even get very far in the woods without tripping and falling down they could barely walk on flat ground yeah. <laughs> it's like as soon as it was like he couldn't see the kid with an eye shot the immediately response would just be like a ghost has stolen my child. That's the only <laughs> yeah. way it could make sense. This is not like Flora in Roanoke, where the parents are very aware that the child is like an expert hide-and-go-seek player. It's not that kind of situation. It's a, hmm, my kid went behind a tree, and then he ceased to exist forever. Uh, and there's nothing we can say. Like, you honestly, like, I think if I was in his situation, I would just assume this was like an aliens-type situation, where, like... He got abducted by aliens. There's no other explanation for how this could have happened. I mean, the answer is pretty damn close to that, but I guess we'll get there. Um, And that's the opening sequence. Um, And then it's 10 years later. Um, (laughs) Ta-da! 
<laughs> yeah, they literally are just like, well, their kid was gone and um, it was bad for them. Uh, Jay is um, just trying to act the part of divorced as hard as he can. <laughs> um, and he's just sitting in his full divorced mode in front of a wall of clues trying to solve where his son went. Because Jay, understandably, is still, maybe 10 years later is a bit much, but still kind of like trying to figure out how did they make my son disappear? Because <laughs> that, for me, it would just be like solving a magic trick at that point. Like, I know that elephant was still there. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, I had that thought several times while I was watching it. I'm like, man, 10 years is a long time to be, like, caught up on this. I know losing a child is, like, devastating or whatever. But, like, 10 years is a lot to still be making, like, a pep- Pepe Sylvia wall uh, to find your missing kid. Like, But then I thought about it and I was like, you know what? If my kid, like, literally magic tricked behind a tree in, like, a half of a second, I think I'd be pretty hung up on it, too, on figuring out where they went. Like, that isn't just like, ah, I looked away for a extended period of time and my kid got, like, kidnapped or whatever. Oh, no, I feel really bad. It's, no, there's some kind of supernatural force at, at hand here, and I would like to get to the bottom of it. Um, then our exposition character, Bob, Bob Birch, uh, bangs on the door and is like, hey, Jay, uh, sorry to wake you up from your beer nap. Uh, I, I have a call <laughs> to action for you. <laughs> you yeah. need to listen to this. He says the stereotypical line of, hey, man, we need to talk. I got information about your son. Um, and then uh, Jay lets this man into his house uh, and talks to him. And J- Bob is like, here's a trail cam picture of your child. Um also, here's the compass that you gave your, the very specific, very, very noticeable model, model of the compass that you gave your child that yeah. I would have no idea so, existed. Y- yeah, this is, ki- thank you, Liz, thank you, because I was actually just about to mention, did he, like, say the exact make and model of the compass? Because it's like an old Civil War compass. Like, it's a big, chunky boy. I don't think that's, like, a mass production model you can just go get one of. So, like, it, yeah, it's very distinctive. It's very clearly the same compass. To the point that me watching it, I was like, oh, okay, so this guy actually has seen something. Because, like, that's a very clear bespoke artifact that only one of exists for the sake of the narrative or else this show's just fucking stupid bad news everyone (laughs) this show's just fucking stupid (laughs) yeah like i'm trying to think of like another form of media where a character has like a very like specific item that if you saw that item with someone else you'd be like oh that is very clearly from that other person they shouldn't have it inception when they all have their funny tops yeah yeah yeah. like clearly that's not like something that everybody if you were like oh Oh, can you give me a random compass? Like nobody would produce that one. That would not be the one that anybody had. It's almost like I went on an aside earlier about how it's an outdated and not good compass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it is definitely not like it, it, like if it was like a rant because we'll find out later that it's not real. It's not the real compass. Um, it, <sighs> there's no way. Even if like I tried to give them the benefit of the doubt of like, oh well, Jay has been like obsessed with this. Maybe he put in like an interview or like a a reward poster like oh and by the way i'm telling you this for some reason i gave my kid a compass um even if he described it he doesn't have a photo of it because he gave it to the kid so like it's not like someone unless he like very in-depth described the make and model of the compass there's no way this dude hunted down a dupe of it even if jay like 
explained in thorough detail what God. compass it is. Imagine if they made Jay uh, the kind of guy who could tell you the make and model of a compass. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be such a no. fun character trait. They don't, but it would be great. He's just a I would love man it. with a teacher wife, and now he's divorced, yeah. and now he's a beer nap guy. And so this is where things go already off the rails entirely. So Bob's like, hey, uh, I know where your kid is. I, I caught him on my trail camera. Um, here's the compass that you gave him, which it is the compass that he gave him because he just has one of those, I guess. Um and then he's like, by the way, inside the, the park, I'm a hunter and I like to take like city people out out to hunt. And I'm like, I don't think you can hunting hunt. Hunting in a national park. Yeah. <laughs> hunting in a national park. Yeah. Hunting in a national park. <laughs> this is, I think, another case of the American Horror Stories writers are like the most city slicker ass city slickers that have ever slicked the city because fuck me running. You can't hunt in a national park, dog. <laughs> yeah. You can't just like take people out on a bear hunting tour at Yellowstone. That ain't how that shit flies. Like and he's like, yeah, he's like, I take city people out into the, the park and I like let them feel like a and big the park bad ranger man. is apparently cool with it and just knows him, <laughs> which it would be like, no, man, like the park ranger, like you are the loop on the third to this man Zenigata. Like if he finds you, you're going to super jail. <laughs> yeah. And um, he's like, and w- I do that. So like, I also know that there are a lot of drug cartels who grow illegal pot farms in the the state park which i don't in national parks one of the most well documented and mapped out pieces of land in the country perhaps the most hiked documented uh we tag animals that go everywhere we have satellite imagery of every square inch of the ground hell we have 3d scans of some of the parts of the ground like the geysers in particular um there's perhaps no more well documented, <laughs> beloved, and understood and known piece of land than a piece of land in the national park system. Um, so there's just high, there's actually huge illegal pot farms just hiding in the back <laughs> that no one knows about. Lots of them, evidently. Not even just one, just like a lot of them. And by the way, this part is not a lie. We find out later that this part's not a lie. Um, and I have in my notes literally what. Um, <laughs> And then Bob is like, by the way, I talked to one of the pot farm cartel people and for $10,000, he might tell us where your kid is. Um, It is unclear what the (laughs) $10,000 is supposed to do. Um, This... This is where me, even if I was full in grief mode and it was, you know, six months later instead of 10 years later and I hadn't been dealing with people for years and years, I would probably be like, hey, man. So why do we need $10,000? Well, you know, I'm just going to try and get a deal going with them. And then they'll let us in. Can you just ask them to let us in so we can look at the product and then maybe give them $10,000? Like, there's so many. Hi, I'm Ty Tuesday. I maybe have been involved in a drug dealer, too. And, uh, yeah, you don't need to, like, be like, okay, $10,000 to meet the pot guy. That's the thing. It's like, it's not even like, oh, the pot guy knows where your kid is. Or the pot guy has your kid. It's, we're going to give the pot guy $10,000 and he might tell us if he's seen your kid. Like, what <laughs> What a bat shit. Ins- Don't worry. The explanation for why they actually need $10,000 is even more insane. Um, <laughs> and for some reason, Jay is like, yeah, 
This makes sense, yeah, this actually. All, this all makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, this all adds up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I'm on my Yeah, You know what? I don't know the $10,000 right now. My freaking ex-wife does, though. <laughs> yeah, my ex-wife who is remarried, but we'll get into that in a minute. Um, he goes to her, who has moved on with her life. Um, they don't bother making these characters look 10 years older, by the way. Um, and it's like, hey, can I have $10,000 to give to an illegal pot farm cartel guy in the woods? Um, he might know where our son is. And she's like, hey, dipshit, that's a scam. That's a fucking scam. And then he's like, nah. And she's like, ah, you're right. Here's $10,000. Well, he holds up the compass and she goes, you know what? Unless you have very thoroughly described the make and model of that compass, you're right. There's no reason someone would be able to find the exact compass. That's a really <laughs> good point. Yeah, honestly, like this isn't really their fault either. It is just that Bob is like, I guess, a fae and can magic a real compass <laughs> out of thin air. He's just lucky. He's just really fucking lucky. He just pulled the right compass. Damn, what a, what a trick. <laughs> yeah, one in four million odds and Bob hit the nail on the head. Um, and then and also you might say, but Ty, Liz, maybe he just found the compass discarded in the woods somewhere to which I'd say, slow your fucking roll jabroni. Cause we see where the other compass is and it's not. <laughs> and also he'll tell us where he got this one and it's not the woods. Um, <laughs> and then I guess they agree to it because the next thing we see is, um, both Addie and Jay going with Bob into the woods. So they park like who the fuck knows away um like miles away they'll eventually end up at a ranger station bob is very adamant that they need to get to the cartel people before sundown for some reason um also they walk to the ranger station uh which is strange because you know what rangers have Mm -hmm. vehicles (laughs) that they can ride around in so they need a place to like drive the vehicle up Uh and park the vehicle so why did we have to wander through the woods to find the ranger station? Because. Why didn't we just fucking drive to the ranger station where, you know, you're going to walk up to the park ranger and go, hey, it's me, the guy who holds a bunch of illegal fucking hunts in the National Park <laughs> Service. Mind if I hang out here for a bit? And yeah. go, yeah, absolutely, mate. <laughs> you uh, having a smoko? Yeah. <laughs> it's because we needed a scene where Jay and Addie have a weird, like, bonding moment where he's like, well, how was rob or whatever the fuck her new husband's name is and then she it is rob i think um she goes well we broke up not that it's any of your business because again they could not have an original bone in their body while writing this episode um and then without him prompting like for more information because he's like oh well i haven't seen you in a year like why have you seen her in a year if she's remarried and you're doing the pepe sylvia wall anyway um She's like, we broke up because Rob wanted to start a family and I'm old fashioned and I only believe in one family per lifetime. Whatever the fuck fuck does that mean? What the (laughs) fuck does that mean? Okay, yeah. What? I only believe in one family per lifetime? What religion is that? Hi, uh, uh, Liz, we've both dealt with some Uh weird forms of Christianity. Yeah. Is that have you ever encountered one family per lifetime? I grew up in maybe one of the most like extreme conservative yeah conservative fundamentalism which is very like you never get divorced like and you have 25 billion kids um 
No. Like, oh, you're never allowed to, like, have children with other people after one dies is not a thing that, like... And, and if that was Why the would case, it... she wouldn't have gotten remarried. Like, period. Yeah. <sighs> it, yeah. Yeah, they make it a point for her to say this with like great emphasis. Like, I only and wanted she, one family per lifetime, and I already got mine. So, yeah, if she was so old fashioned, wouldn't she like be way more stalwart about not leaving Jay unless he did something really, truly, deeply fucked up? Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be correct. Um, okay. But don't cool. worry, that she never brings up this characteristic ever again, and it won't even be relevant by the end of the episode. Um, and apparently, like, Jay wanted to have another kid, and they disagreed about that or something. And- you're gonna lose this one, too! <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know it! Real you're, heavy you're rain. Gonna this one. You're, gonna, you're gonna leave him, like, your keys on a desk and not be able to find him the next day. I know how you are. Yeah, like, real heavy <laughs> rain shit. Um, and then he's like, yeah, I wanted to have another kid, and then but then I could tell you, like, resented me. And she's like, no, I I never blamed you, Jay. Like, you wanted me to blame you so that you would feel... And it, Like, it's such a awkward... And they had this conversation twice. They're going to have it again at the end of the episode, too. Um, it's And then, finally, Bob does what we all want to happen, which is being like, hey, can y'all cut this shit out? We have to go find the weed cartel man. Um, I don't know why we're doing this scene. We got to go find the weed people. And then this also does bring up another uh, strange thing that Bob keeps mentioning, which is we have to be there before sunrise or we're in so much trouble. And it's like, what? Yeah. What do you mean we have to be there before sun? Like, what? Why is it? This is like some real JRPG side quest shit of like, <laughs> give me 10,000 gil and then show up at exactly 11 p.m. and we'll let you into the society. It does like, doesn't make sense. Like, a, do you know what a drug cartel would do if you gave them $10,000? They'd be like, nice, $10,000. Come by anytime. <laughs> like, <laughs> $10,000 is even for the drug cartel. It's, it's, that's right. It's so, it's so, it's so much worse. Um, and then as they're walking, again, this woods is not like densely populated with trees. There's like at least five feet in between each tree, and there's not any like living forestation on the ground. Where do you, what state do you think it's this California? Is? They say it's California. It's Cali, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say it's Cali, right? Yeah. So like, yeah, Cali woods just at least in the place they film in. They aren't that dense. They're just really not. There's just not that dense. It'd be like at night. Maybe you could get, you know, lost. But I don't know. Maybe growing up in the swamp just made me (laughs) built different as far as woods. I'm like, unless the woods are like always wet. It's not that bad. Yeah. Growing up in (laughs) East Texas where I lived like next to a state park, like in a state park where it was densely populated with trees, pine trees. Um it, this is nothing. This is a nothing forest. Um, <laughs> you can see as far as the eye can see in every direction. And the reason I bring that up is because they walk past two feral people um, who are pretending to be trees just out in the open in the broad daylight. And somehow they look like gargoyles. <laughs> they look like very obvious wood gargoyles. Like they walked up to him in the scene and I was like, whoa, you got two weird wood gargoyles. What's up with that? And they just walk right past him. Yeah. And then the scene like has them move. Like it was supposed to be this big reveal. Like, whoa, I bet you didn't notice them. I'm like, you mean the wood gargoyles? Yeah, I saw them. That are in the middle of the shot and are clearly that like are a the, guy uh, pretending to be a tree. They, 
Liz there in the middle of the shot in the foreground and the background, and the characters in the scene walk directly through them. So, like, they could not have made it more obvious that there were two strange wood gargoyles. P.S. The wood gargoyles will not return. They're not, as far as I know, another character. They don't ever have, like, tree wizards again. And also, like, when we say that they're pretending to be trees, we mean, like, standing on a stump. Like, where a stump was cut off, they are standing on it, kind of painted in brown mud, pretending to be a tree where the stump was cut off. And also, they are, like, no more than four feet away from the people they are walking past. Like, they are so obviously just a guy standing there (laughs) that it is... Insane. Um, and like you would like smell them. Yeah, is the like you would smell them at that point. You're so close. Or hear yeah. them breathing. You know, one of the two, because they're just a guy standing out in the middle of the open, pretending to be a tree. Um, do you mean this tree? Oh my god. Yeah, and like not like Peta from the Hunger Games style, like body paint, where he looks like the ground. Like no, this is just a guy with mud on him. Like very clearly, just a man. Um. And Not then, even taking a particularly tree-like pose, like really just kind of like gargoyling up on it. You can see the top of their bald-ass head. Like it's just very <laughs> clearly a guy. And then, yeah, they do the thing where like at the end they move so the whole audience is supposed to be like, oh no, that was actually a guy the whole time. Which works when it's like a statue that is a gargoyle that you're like, oh yeah, that's a statue. And then it moves and you're like, whoa. But when it's like... It would be like if I had filmed just a couple people sitting on logs at a bonfire and then at the end they like turned to, I like waved at them so they all turned to look at me and like wave back but I put a scare cord on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then now things are about to get a, a different layer of confusing because now we're at the ranger station where which is where we probably should have parked honestly because um, we walked like five miles to get here and it's not like we were passing it and we we're like oh don't look at the ranger station we got to get past here like no he's like we're at the ranger station fill up your water bottles or whatever like they were going to the ranger station on purpose um and then our new character shows up and his name is stan and he is um very australian like and i'm not just saying like oh it's a character who happens to be australian no they will mention this character is australian several different times in this episode um yeah why I don't know. Um, the actor's because Australian. Because the actor's Australian and they wanted to give him a break. Yeah. yeah. They were like, you know what? You be you today, sweetie. And he was like, great. <laughs> yeah. <it's, laughs> I got it. it uh, God help you if you're also watching along with American Horror Story or have watched American Horror Story. It's Cody Fern, who is in a lot of seasons of American Horror Story. Um, he's an alum after like season six, I want to say. Um, and I think, or whatever the one after Colt is. He's in every season mm-hmm. after that. Um and I had no idea until today that he is Australian because he's not Australian in any of the seasons that he's in. Um, so really what this ends up playing out as is they just didn't want to make Cody Fern pretend to not be Australian for this episode. And they just made this character he's playing, which doesn't make sense that he would be Australian. Um, excuse me. It actively doesn't make sense that he's Australian because later on they give him the mantle of like defending one of the United States' most terrible secrets. Yeah. 
So they're just like, yeah, we just let a random fucking Australian guy who showed up. Also, like, if he's been here for like five years, that means he started when he was like 17. Yeah, so, 10 like, years. That's the other thing is Cody Fern, they always have him play a teenager because he looks like he's like 21 years old. I didn't realize until I looked it up today that he's actually 35 because they always have him play like 17 year olds in the show because he looks so young. So when they're like, yeah, later on, he'll be like, I was there the night your son was taken. I'm like, were you nine years old? Like, <laughs> why were you here? Why were you in the woods? Um, no, they they just want us to believe that this man who looks like he's 21 um, was there 10 years ago when their son went missing. Um, and this character is Australian. It's a problem. It doesn't come up a lot where you have like someone who clearly is like, no, you're too young to be saying because usually it's like, yeah, sure, you're a teenager, you're 30 year old, but no, this is like very much like, no, this is an adult man. <laughs> We're giving him guff. <laughs> yeah, this is an adult man who immigrated from Australia 10 years ago for some to reason. To protect America's secrets. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And don't don't get me wrong, I love Stan. Stan's a hilarious character. He is a freak, and I mean that in a in an affectionate way. Um, Stan loves being a park ranger, like a, to a, a weird degree. Um, he's like a weird NPC that you keep interacting with, who gives you really fucked up side quests. Um, yeah, and he is like. Hey, you guys filling up your water bottles? I'm not gonna try and do an Australian accent, but just pretend that I am. Um. <laughs> and they're like, hey, weird Australian guy. And the hunter's like, oh, boy, this fucking guy. I was trying to avoid this fucking guy, but here he is. Um, and then they have a weird altercation with him where he's like, I recognize you guys from the news. You're the kid or you're that kid's parents. And I'm like, so many goddamn people go missing in the state park all the time. Like you yeah. even mention it later that like a, like 3000 people go missing a year. Um, yeah. No, you don't remember not, these two people. Not only, not only does he mention that like thousands of people go missing every year, he mentions that like hundreds of people go missing to the exact circumstance that their son went <laughs> yeah. missing to, which means it would be even less. No, he'd be like, oh yeah, you're one of those people who fell victim to that. Yeah, you're one of a hundred. Yeah, so he would not remember them specifically at all. It's yeah. And then he's like. Yeah, no, we definitely have, like... And then he, he being Jay, explains why they're actually there. Like, he just lays it all out. And the hunter's like, come on, man. Don't tell them we're here for the weed people. Um, and Stan's like, you know what? There are weed people here. But we also have, like, Bigfoots or werewolves or something that I can't tell you about. Um, I'm going to keep mentioning it very vaguely. It's a deeply, deeply, deeply protected secret. But I'm going to keep giving you little breadcrumbs. Because the, the United States government <laughs> loves that. When you give, like, a they little bit. A little yeah. bit of their secrets away. Just have to get people interested. Uh, and then... Because no one ever will follow up on it. Or, like, try to get more information. They love it when you, like give a little hint towards a or deeply like protected get an entire secret. group of people yeah get a group of people to like naruto run into area 51 or anything yeah, <laughs> yeah. they love that the government loves when you do that um it's their favorite it is however stan's favorite thing to do is to continue to like vague vague post about <laughs> huge government secrets all the time there are some things in the woods they're pretty bad <laughs> i can't talk Whatever, about cartel. them but it's really bad. You would super hate it. <laughs> yeah. Like twirling his hair, kicking his legs. He's like, you you, you don't want to see it. It's it's a secret. Don't forget I said anything. Like he loves doing that. It's his favorite thing to do. Um, 
And then he explains that he was there the night that their kid went missing. And then, like, there was a bunch of helicopters out that night. And then he got hit with a beanbag from a helicopter or some shit. And he saw something running into the woods. But he can't say what it is. He's not allowed to say what it is. Um... And then he saw. Is this where he sees a bunch of very clear Bigfoot tracks on the ground in the flashback? Uh huh. Okay, word. Yeah. He, the the TV show shows (laughs) us him having a memory of looking at like very clear Bigfoot tracks. Um, And this is implied to be the truth of his memory at this point. Um, It's not. They make no indication of this. This is just Stan fucking lying, um, which is crazy for a show to do as like a flashback that's a very objectively framed scene um because stan's just fucking lying he didn't see a goddamn bigfoot at all uh even a little Uh, yeah and so then they decide to like fuck off into the woods and continue what they were doing before and not listen to stan who admittedly didn't give a lot of relevant information um and then bob is rude to addy because addy brings up that there was a a deer with its throat cut in a tree by their campsite which i forgot to mention that happened and well the kid was being taken um which is a thing mountain lions do by the way um i'm not sure why it's relevant for this because it's not relevant to what actually happened um but yeah there's a dead deer with like its throat ripped out up in a tree which again that's a thing mountain lions do i'm pretty sure so it's yeah good good verbiage there of with its throat ripped out because that's exactly what it is it's the kind of wound that another large animal would create it's not like someone ceremonially like slitting and bleeding a deer or something like that uh, and so Addie's like, oh, it must have been a sign. And then Bob, understandably, because apparently he's a hunter, is like, no, Addie, that's fucking stupid. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, for once, Bob is right. That's fucking stupid. Stan is looking with his binoculars out in the woods and sees something that makes him get his gun. Unclear. Oh, no, it's that. Yeah. <laughs> he gets his gun. And, like, <laughs> the rest of the things that happen from this point on, because things are about to hit, like, 100 miles per hour in the next few minutes, Um, it's like, there's no way this could have all happened on the day that Bob planned this. It's just that Jay and Addie have the worst luck in the entire universe. Um, because there's literally no way that this could have been a planned event. There's just physically no way that this was a planned event based on what we learn in a few minutes. Um, so they get to the weed grower camp after Stan gets spooked by something. Um, they get to the weed grower camp. Um, and everyone, every single person, like does a dozen or more people, um, are turbo dead, like turbo dead. They all had guns and shit. Confusingly dead. Like they have blood all over the outside of their body in a way that like you don't when you get (laughs) killed. (laughs) When you get stabbed or like ripped open or cut in half, like. There's a lot of blood, but it's localized to, like, the location of the wound. Yeah, like, you don't, like, take it and, like, rub it all over your body and are like, yum. Think, think <laughs> like, to get if covered you, in my blood before I die. If you've ever seen any of the Evil Dead movies, how, like, a lot of the characters end up covered in viscera because they're fighting, like, zombies or whatever, and they get, like, covered in, like, wood chipper zombie or whatever. Um, all of the people who are dead look like they were in an Evil Dead movie at some point. Um, I thought they were set on fire because they look like they were burned corpses because they are so like confusingly deformed by like viscera. Um, And they have like guns on them. These are like drug cartel people. Um, And then 
Bob is like, oh, no, a, the cartel, another cartel must have killed this cartel. Um, and he seems real fucked up about everything that's happening. And Addie's like, oh, um, so what are we going to do about finding our son, by the way? Um, and he's like, you dumb fucking idiot. I get ready for the dumbest explanation you've ever heard of anything in your life. Um, <laughs> you dumb fucking idiot. I never knew where your son was. This was a scam. Um, here's the scam. He explains the scam in excruciating yeah. detail. The scam was yeah. that he, I guess, needed money for something and came to the weed growers and was like, hey, I'm going to get these dumb motherfuckers to give me $10,000. And then I'm going to bring them to you guys. And I'm sure at that point, the drug people were like, why would we want these two people whose son went missing 10 years ago? And he's like, what if I let you keep what's in their pockets? And the drug cartel was like, awesome. Deal. Deal. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're a deal. Deal. Yeah. Um. You know, I was about to ask you point blank, hey, Liz, how much money would you think it would be worth to like hide a body? But I don't think we should talk about that publicly. I'll call you later <laughs> yeah. and we can use a secure um, line to talk about our, our will... rates. Because well, I'll tell you, mine would be less than the credit limit on most credit cards. <laughs> it would be more than that. Like I would expect more than a few credit cards, especially if they were credit cards that might get like tagged as fraud yeah, and canceled really because, fast because like i literally had that happen like a week ago where i just got a text from chase that was like hey uh we got someone used your card on like in another state out of nowhere we just canceled that and canceled your card we good and i'm like yeah no problem so like yeah not a good deal for the cartel yeah and like the other thing is he explicitly says that at the end of the deal the whole reason why he's like working with the cartel is because the cartel was going to kill them and make it look like they got separated when he took them on a hunting tour and they disappeared into the woods <laughs> national park in yeah. a national park and so i'm like okay so you told the drug cartel who is doing like illegal things and has very you know pretty extensive knowledge of doing crimes um that you were gonna let them keep credit cards that were gonna belong to people you were going to tell the police were missing in the national park and definitely would have been watched by the police yeah for transactions oh, just you know Use the most traceable thing on the planet real quick. And yeah. the cartel what, what was what like, yeah, no, we don't want that $10,000 they're going to give you. Um, we just want whatever they've got in their pockets. Who knows if they're even going to bring anything cool in their pockets. We'll take it. Um, we're totally it, cool with this. This upsets me because like drug cartels that are successful a large part of why they're successful is because they stay in their lane. Yeah. <laughs> they don't, like, get out into the murder business. They just do the drug business. They get very good at it. They find their ends. They find their methods. They find their routes. They run their shit, and they make a lot of money. Um, why would they want to introduce uh, the... You know what, like, the one thing every organized crime organization doesn't want? A murder on their hands. <laughs> Nobody wants this. Like it's famously the opening of Yakuza Zero <laughs> is the main character Kazama Kiryu walk like being told, "Hey, we found a corpse, and they think it's your fault." And then the entire Yakuza coming down on him, not because he killed a guy, but because they now have to deal with the ramifications of a murder where the Yakuza is possibly impl like implicated, right? Yeah. And this is the same thing. Like, why the fuck? 
fuck with this cartel be like, yeah, oh, we want to d- deal with covering up a murder. What do we get paid? Oh, probably like $40 in a Dunkin' Donuts reward card. Sounds awesome. Yeah, great. Yeah, we totally trust you random dude who came to us out of nowhere who we have no affiliation with who is wanting to do a murder. Yeah, sounds great. Yeah. Yeah, make sure you bring the $10,000 with you so we can take it from you, slap you on the ass, and tell you to get the fuck out of here, yeah. you stupid idiot. <laughs> like, <sighs> here, this is a $10,000 life lesson. Now leave before we kill you. All right, have a good one, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I guess they just had really shitty timing, and by they, I mean Jay and Addy, because the the feral people decided to descend upon this cartel at this exact time. Um And then Bob starts freaking out and he's like, I have to just execute both of you now. And literally Jay just goes, no. Um, (laughs) And Bob's like, I'm going to do it anyway. And then he backs up a few (laughs) steps and one of the corpses, air quotes, um, comes to life and bites his throat out. Um, Great luck for the biter that he just happened to back up to neck biting range. Because he's like up on a platform. Like the neck biter guy is up on like a platform. It would have been really awkward if Bob had stood um, literally anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that dude was probably just sitting up there. And as he kept getting closer, he's like, no way. Oh my God, no way. He's just going to give this to me. Yeah. No way. Free. He's going to give this to me free. And he does. I'm just watching this person walk into a place they shouldn't be. This is amazing. They're just give, They're just giving me this one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and he gets his neck bit, uh, and he fires his gun off, not at the thing that's biting his neck, but in the general direction of Jay and Addie. Um, and Jay gets clipped with a bullet in a non-lethal place because they couldn't have him be shot in a lethal place, obviously. Um, and then Jay and Addie, for one of many times, will fuck off to exactly where they need to go, which is the ranger station. Um, how they knew how to navigate perfectly back to the ranger station, who knows? Because at that point, if they're that good at navigating, why did they need Bob in the first place? Uh, but they get there immediately. They go straight there. And Stan's like, damn, what happened? And she's like, he got shot. And also Bob's dead. And Stan's like, cool, no further questions. Um why why'd you let yourself get well, shot I mean, they were like yeah he got he got bit and he was like ah okay yeah i know it. oh you got hit by that and they're like okay we've seen it can you stop being cryptic now he's like the feral people yeah <laughs> um no he's still cryptic at that point because he's like oh it's that it's that then Ooh, it's it's a it's a big bad thing that's worse than the cartel and finally jay is like can you fucking just tell us what it is and then jay does the dumbest thing i've ever seen in my entire life in a television show which is he oh is this where he points a gun at a ranger Uh uh-huh and says uh kind of paraphrasing i don't know if there's bullets in this gun he he says he says i don't know how many bullets are left in this thing, but I will pump you full of them to find out. That's the exact thing he says, which I'm sure the writers thought was like the coolest shit in the world. I'm sure. Another case of city slickeritis, I yeah. think. Because yeah, because if someone told me, I don't know if there's actually bullets in this, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to shoot you and hope we don't trade. Yeah, like, <laughs> that is maybe something you would say to another person who didn't also have a gun in their hand, 
but Stan does yeah. have a gun in his hand. He has a shotgun yeah, like they were in trying his to hand. Do the Clint Eastwood, like, I don't know how many shots I've fired, five or six with a six-shot revolver. But that works because the other person is, like, on the ground defeated. And it's him walking up, you know, being like, I have checkmated you. Do you know how bad I've checkmated you? You know, like, that's what it is. Yeah. It's not... I don't even know if I have. I I might have eaten my bullets this morning, punk. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know if my gun has bullets in it, but I know you know your gun has bullets in it. Now give me your gun. And for whatever reason, Stan's like, okay, uh, and gives Addie the shotgun. And then Stan's like, well, guess I'll tell you about the thing I'm not allowed to tell you about now. Um and Stan has this way of talking where everything he says is like the other... He's He is truly gaslight gatekeep girl boss the whole time. Like, everything he says, it's like, yeah, you fucking moron. Like, of course it's this. When it's the most asinine thing you've ever heard in your life. Um, and he's like, I guess I'll tell you about the thing I keep hinting about. Um, Let me tell you about the yaoi. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, it's not a Bigfoot. People call it Bigfoot, but Bigfoot is just bullshit. Which, by the way, this is on Hulu, so they're allowed to say swear words, and boy, howdy, do they. Um, yeah. They love it. They love saying swear words in American horror stories. Um, and he's like, Bigfoot isn't real. It's just bullshit. The real thing that's out there is much worse. And in my country, we call it the Yowie. And I'm like... The Yowie is just Australian Bigfoot. So you essentially just said, it's not Bigfoot, but it's Bigfoot, a different version. And the fucked up thing is, it's just not Bigfoot, period. So I don't know why he it's says not, this. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the Yowie either. Yeah. No, if what he had said was, um, oh, God, what's the name of the um, the the like one that's in the Arctic or the whatever? Yeti? That's like a... Uh, it, it's similar to the Yeti, but the, abominable it's like there's, snowman. There's, no, <laughs> thank you, Liz. No, yeah, the abominable <laughs> snowman. Um, so what it is is uh, there's one of them that is um, it, it was like reputed to be you know kind of like a Bigfoot situation, except it was just myths about why you should not eat human flesh. Like oh, the yeah, stories yeah, yeah, yeah. about it were like supposed to be prophylactics against like this is why you do not yes. participate in cannibalism uh wendigo yes. so if for example they were like you know it, it's if they said like some kind of wendigo equivalent or some other story that is also a cryptid that is you know a story about like don't consume human flesh then it would totally add up right like it would make sense if they were like yeah this is what they refer to as the wendigo and it's like oh because it's a pack of cannibalisms that have or pack Can of cannibalisms <laughs> a pack of cannibals that have gone uh, <laughs> yeah a pack of cannibals that have gone wild in the woods uh, um but they don't he says this is yowie and i just kind of cackled myself and i'm like fuck you internet yeah <laughs> you make me laugh at yowie <laughs> yeah and then then stan like makes a really sudden movement out of nowhere because you, that's what you want to do when two people have a gun trained on you um, he makes a real sudden move and Jay's like, hey, don't make any sudden moves. And he's like, Ugh, well, if I'm going to tell you about the not Bigfoots, then I have to go to that cabinet over there, you fucking morons. And then they're like, oh, OK, uh, you could have opened with that instead of doing the funny sudden movement but whatever. Um, and then he goes over to a file cabinet and pulls out a file that says confidential on it. So that's how you know that it's secret. Um, and then he's like. 
Here's the biggest secret that the United States government has that I, an Australian man who's inexplicably Australian for some reason, and we- that is mentioned many times by several characters. Um, oh, yeah, we didn't mention it earlier, but um, Bill, uh, not Bill, Bob. what was his name? Bob. Bob, yeah, like straight up referred to him as the crocodile hunter <laughs> at some point. Yeah. So, like, it's known that he's Australian, which, again, why is he being allowed to defend our country's greatest and most terrible secret? And and why is he? Like, that's my thing. It's because he even says, like, the night that he, like, saw the kid get taken by not Bigfoot or whatever, he's like, I had only been here for three months and I wasn't even sure if I wanted to stay in this country. But that's how, when that happened, I knew I had to. And I'm like, What? <laughs> Yeah, that's the opposite of how I would feel if I saw like a wild pack of feral cannibals steal a child into the night. I'd be like, I gotta fucking go. This place is not good. Yeah, this yeah. place sucks. America blows. Actually, goodbye. Um, but no, he dedicated his life to protecting this deep dark secret. Um, and he's like, yeah, all of the state parks in the United States are just like big habitats for cannibals we keep the cannibals locked up here which by the way this is not like a this is not a it's not a unique story and b they're trying to play off of like the the lore of like in appalachia um there's lots of stories of like feral people who live up in like the the mountains and shit like that's like a real thing that lots of people know about and lots of people talk about um not california um not real known in California. <laughs> Not a big California lore um, thing. Uh-huh. Um, and they didn't bother trying to make this take place in Appalachia. They specifically say it's in California. Um, but they're like, yeah, no, every also, every state park. Also, even, even those people theoretically would be like antiquated outside of time and perhaps outside of the normal social constructs. Um, they would not become like mud clad cannibals <laughs> yeah. out of nowhere. That's not, it's not like I, I just like get so fucking sick of reading Garfield comics on Sunday <laughs> that one day I'm like, I hate this cat. I'm going to go eat a wolf. <laughs> I just like leave. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then like Sam or Sam Stan is like, uh, well, first of all, he explains that like, yeah, we keep the cannibals locked up here because, um, it's easier for us to watch them this way. And also state parks make a fuckload of money and the government loves that, which that makes sense. That's fair. Um, but also we let people camp here cause it makes money. Um, but this is like basically Jurassic park for cannibals. Okay. Yeah. Keep, keep going. Sorry. There's a point later on that I just need to raise yeah. so many questions about. Um, and then, Addy says what we all are thinking after he gives this explanation, which is why the fuck did you say it was a Bigfoot? And Stan straight up gaslights her and is like, I didn't say it was a Bigfoot. You said it was a Bigfoot. And that is literally just him gaslighting her because he definitely said it was a Bigfoot twice. Um, <laughs> he, he alluded <laughs> he to it. He even big- had a flashback <laughs> with Bigfoot visuals. Yeah, like, he definitely. He didn't just lie to Addie. He lied to us through the fourth wall. And that's amazing. <laughs> um, and then Stan gives his weird like theories as to like what they are. And none of his theories make any sense. Because, like, the the commonly known lore is that they were just, like, people who, like, lived away from society and they didn't want to live in, like, modern society, so they lived in the mountains. Um, He says that he thinks that they're mountain men who never came down from the mountains or Civil War soldiers. 
um, who I guess all just asexually reproduced or something for hundreds of years. Yeah, because I, I, I think what they're trying to call back to is like the the World War Two, like the soldiers that were abandoned on mm-hmm. islands in the woods who like don't know the war is over, that kind of thing. But um, you're in California. Uh-huh. <laughs> like what? What? What, what? What? I mean, I guess they. How long would you have had to have been in the mountains to become a mud guy? <laughs> and then he says something to the effect of like, oh, people think they came here when the Vikings landed in Newfoundland, which I'm no geography expert. Um, Newfoundland's not like super close to California as far as I'm aware. I could be wrong. I, um, I was going to say, I have aphantasia and looking at maps makes my head hurt. Um, but let me look up Newfoundland because I feel like that is also... On the east side of Canada, like the very, like the east part that's like separated from America. Yeah, no, yeah, it's way the fuck out there. Yeah, that's like northeast of New York. Like that, no way, no way. Yeah, holy shit, that's literally, Liz, that is the most opposite the side you can be in North America of California. Jesus fucking Christ. Okay, it's worse than I thought. Yeah. Um, and so I'm like, well, none of the three things you said make any sense, but we're not going to get a better answer in this episode, and it's not even going to be important, so don't worry about it too much, because we're not going to get a real answer as to what the fuck these people are. Um, and then um, Addie and Jay mentioned that the day that their son went missing, they saw like 30 special forces soldiers get deployed into the woods. Um, and apparently, according to Stan, this is something that happens every time there's an incident with one of these, like, cannibal people. Um, which you'd think if this was a huge government secret, a.k.a. the biggest government secret, according to Stan, um, that they wouldn't do it in broad daylight in front of the people whose child was just stolen. Uh, I feel like that would raise a lot of questions um, as to why yeah. they were doing that. Uh <laughs> Especially because, like, the family will not have to be there for very long, and the thing you are doing is not particularly time-sensitive. So you would just, like, wait for the family to be gone. Because what they say they do is they deploy, like, special forces army guys... In desert camo, I yeah. might add. Yeah. In the middle of the way. That was very funny to me when I was like, is that Afghanistan fatigues? <laughs> like, yeah. Sure enough, like, <laughs> they'll never see us coming. What? They, they saw a big wave of sand and they shot at us. <laughs> and like Stan's like, yeah, whenever there's an incident, they send in people to do like um, population control. Population control. And I'm yeah. like, well, why aren't you just doing that all the time? Like, if the cannibals, like, you guys are clearly okay with just killing them. Also, if you're just cool with killing them, <laughs> finish yeah, the job, bro. It. Like, are they, is there like a societal pact? Like, what are they bringing to the table <laughs> that you're not just like, like, look, the U.S. government is not, a sh- it is not shy to just remove a group of people. <laughs> We've done that. Like, that's the thing. It's bad but that's the thing they do so why would they be like not all all of them though we're gonna do a little genocide once in a while but not all of it at once (laughs) like it's really strange like 
wouldn't that be the worst thing you could do? Is like occasionally throw out an ambush on their base <laughs> and just like kill like a third of them and then be like, now don't you come back for revenge later, you hear? <laughs> yeah, don't you keep stealing people. I know you keep doing it, but don't do not do it again or we're going to keep doing this. Um, I know we get nothing out of this arrangement, but we're going to let you guys keep living here. Um, also, uh, there's an implication that uh, the soldiers who went in um, got defeated and destroyed by the feral people, which, like, they were uh, trained soldiers <laughs> with full gear and equipment. Um, I'm sorry, but, like, no. <laughs> no. Like, maybe one guy could get one of them, because one guy did somehow create a very cool bone weapon. <laughs> yeah. But other than other than the real <laughs> homie Bone Sickle, I don't think anyone else is dealing with the u.s army yeah um and like apparently stan went out with the soldiers one time which first of all that would never be a thing they would never send like a park ranger with like a special forces unit to like oh you don't think they have bring your daughter to work day stan is the only one who survives it and like comes back to tell the yeah. tale like yeah like they claim they're like yeah they brought me along because i knew the area really well and then everyone fucking died but me and it's like and they didn't say anything about that <laughs> yeah they thought that was okay i guess um yeah uh and he just is, explains that like yeah some t- they just send people out there to like kill it. and he's like if it makes you feel any better the ones that took your kid are probably dead and i'm like well no, because how do you know that those are the same ones? Like, you only kill, like, a handful of them each time. So, like, no, you very specifically probably didn't get the ones that stole your kid. Why do we need to population control the cannibals? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's just like, like, it's one of those things, like, I get deer, right? Like, we have a restriction on hunting deer because otherwise we will overhunt them and the population will get too low and then we will cease to have deer to be able to hunt or enjoy. And if you get rid of random parts of nature... It can like upset the ecosystem. The cannibals are not part of the ecosystem. <laughs> in fact, like we keep them locked in our state parks because they are a threat to the general population. If anything, they are like a blight on society, according to the U.S. government. So you'd think they would just eliminate them all in one fell swoop. Blight on society that society doesn't know about. Yeah. So you could get rid of it, and you don't even have to fucking cover anything up because you're already covering it up. <laughs> Yeah, um, and then uh, <laughs> then it came to my attention as he's explaining all this. I'm like, okay, so the government obviously highly regulates and watches these state parks because of this quote-unquote uh-huh. biggest secret ever. One of the greatest secrets of our country, yeah. Uh-huh, um, and they don't know about the drug cartels in the woods? Um, I, I presume they do know, and just they're cool with it? You don't think that maybe the drug cartels would potentially be a hazard when it comes to keeping the cannibals a secret since they're working in the area where the government has to go in and population control the cannibals i mean apparently the cannibals are handling that (laughs) (laughs) it it seems like right now at least the government's got something going there the cannibals do seem to have a 100 percent if you know you die yeah (laughs) um and then um stan's like hey can i have my gun back and they're like yeah you can have your gun back um now that you've told us about 
the weird not Bigfoot cannibals. Um, and then Stan's like, I gotta go radio for backup. He's, he calls it something specific. He's like, I gotta go get on the QR or something. And they're like, what is that? And he's like, oh, why are you so fucking stupid? It's the radio, you dumb fucks. And then he goes in the other room and starts, and then he's like, by the way, if you try to go public with this information, I'm just gonna deny it. And they're gonna believe me because everyone trusts a park ranger. And I'm like, that's not even a stereotype um you said that like, with such confidence I, I don't think i would think he, anything about a park ranger if they told me something I, yeah i think he's trying to implicate like the like you you can always trust the boy scout thing but like he's not a boy scout oh, he's a park of ranger boy scouts Earlier, when Bob was explaining how he was able to set up everything and to, like, scam these two people, he's like, yeah, the photo of your kid on the trail cam was my my nephew nephew. in the backyard. (laughs) And also, I got this compass from the Salvation Army, and I dirtied it up a little. I'm like, what? What the fuck are you talking about? Literally, what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, anyway, I forgot about that until just now. Glad we could remember it. Um, $10,000 was his payoff for taking people on a high... At some point, just start up a business if you're allowed to hunt in national <laughs> parks. Yeah. I bet you could make $10,000 in a week, bro. Like, easy. Just get some... Be like, hey, hey, hey. I know you don't want to go on any submersibles right now because there's like a whole <laughs> thing going on. But if you've got $250,000, I'll let you kill a bear i won't even say anything (laughs) yeah i'll let you do it it's like i'm not allowed to but i'm gonna do it anyway i'll show you where the bear is yeah (laughs) um and then uh yes stan's like everybody trusts a park ranger and then he goes in the other room to like call for backup i guess um not a lot of urgency on stan's part by the way um i don't know if he saw some fellas earlier because he definitely seemed kind of spooked um, he says something really weird early, like uh, in the previous scene when Jay and Addie like get there and they explain what's going on. And Addie goes like, oh, well, I don't think they followed us because they were scared of the gunshots. And then he says like with certainty as if we're supposed to know what the fuck it means. He goes, if they didn't follow you, it's not because you had a gun. Yeah, which um, that never gets brought up again. And I'm not even sure what it's trying to allude to. Um, <laughs> I think he's trying to insinuate like they're doing something more sinister, but like what's more sinister than following and being prepared to attack these people? Like that's kind of the most thing they can do. Yeah. Like what could be more sinister than they're getting ready to attack us and they followed us back. Yeah. Here. And he doesn't make any indication that that's what he means because he makes no effort to like prepare them for an attack or something, which is funny because when he starts radioing for help, um, there's a funny little cannibal guy up in the corner of the ceiling doing a funny hereditary Spider-Man prank um, in the corner of the room that is just in there for some reason. I got in there, is in there, and is hanging out in the upper corner of the room. Um, <laughs> is the moral of this story, if you eat human flesh, you can teleport? Yeah. <laughs> is that a, yes. that's the only explanation I have for like half of what these characters do is they ate flesh, so now they can just <laughs> yes. poof around. Yeah. Uh, and then the funny Spider-Man cannibal um, descends, literally, on Stan. Um, and he has a one cool eye that's just a set of teeth. Um, 
for some reason. I guess inbreeding does that to you because that's what they yeah, land cool on. Inbreeding, <laughs> yeah, inbreeding, I guess. They mentioned that at some point. I, I don't even know when it comes up, but he's like, yeah, generational inbreeding has um, given them uh, deer legs and monster bones, <laughs> which like I'm pretty sure what inbreeding does is like make your sight fucked up and like you can't breathe good and your your mouth goes weird like stuff like that like it's like small <laughs> issues it's not like you have hooves or your arm is a fucking sickle now <laughs> yeah you have a cool bone scythe for an arm or teeth for an eye um why does he have a bone scythe Liz? <laughs> of all the things in this episode for some reason cool. the the fucking bone scythe makes me angrier than anything because they're just like, there was a guy with a bone scythe. What do you want from us? It's sick. What do you, it's cool as fuck. What do you want? Like, they had all these costumes and they were like, oh shit, we didn't have these guys show up enough. Well, we made the fucking bone scythe. We gotta cut someone up. <laughs> they they love the bone. I love the bone scythe. I'm glad the bone scythe. I love the bone scythe. I just feel like it shouldn't be here. <laughs> uh, and the, te- the teeth eyes guy attacks Stan. And, like, kind of just flails at him for a while, and it keeps Stan busy. In the meantime, Jay and Addie are cuddling on the couch, having the exact same conversation they had in the woods earlier. Um, Except for this time, they're like, I guess our son got taken by cannibals. Um, R.I.P. Pour one out. Six cannibals fucking mission impossible (laughs) through six different windows at the exact same time. Oh, like truly, like they all roll in. Well, it's like, yeah, it's like one breaking of glass noise for six different entrances. It's so funny. Like they had to have been like, all right, synchronize our watches before we get there. And it, <laughs> and it exactly 12.55 in three seconds. Bash that shit open. Like, <laughs> Oh truly. my God. And they all start like attacking Jay and Addie. Um, and... Uh, the guy with the like a lot of them descend on Stan who's in the other room and they put him on like a table and then the bone scythe guy and like 50 other cannibals like disembowel him with the bone scythe that is one guy's arm um, and then they start ripping out his guts and eating him I guess um, it's I don't know why they haven't done this until the day that Jay and Addie decided to show up um, I guess they have the worst timing imaginable Jay and Addie uh, and then Jay and Addie run out into the woods for a second time and somehow end up in a very specific place a second time. And that is a giant fucking clearing in the middle that appears to be fairly close to the ranger station um, with a bone thrown in the direct center. Yeah, bone thrown. <laughs> yeah, a bone thrown. Um, so this is crazy. Uh, <laughs> just to be, this is absolutely insane. If I was mad about the bone scythe, my blood is boiling over the inexplicable <laughs> fucking Halloween city bone throne they just pulled out. Like, it is the most party city looking thing too. Like it legitimately looks like it would be like right next to the 12 foot skeleton from Home Depot. Like it looks like, sh- I'll say it. it, looks like shit. It's a bad looking bone throne. Like it's very much like, oh, this is a bit, a bit cheap looking for like a haunted house. And uh, guess what? Mm, baby's there. Yeah. Baby's a cannibal guy now, I guess. <laughs> and he's the bone king, question mark. Um, yeah, their son is sitting on it. Um, they end up in this, cle- inexplicably, they end up in this clearing in front of the bone throne, um, surrounded by no less than like 700 cannibals. Um, and on the bone throne is a child. And they're like, hey, that kid's like roughly the same age as our kid would be if 
we hadn't lost our kid in the woods. Um, and they're like, do you think he could be our kid? And then it shows the compass around his neck. And they're like, that's definitely our kid. But here's where I have an issue is that um, Jacob is all fucked up now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. To be clear, fucked up as in like has major musculoskeletal deformities, like has a um has a like calcification on his jaw that would require like excessive surgery like i'm not talking like he has an infection or like a few teeth are missing or like he broke something and it didn't heal right no i mean like he has a full knob of additional bone on the front of his jaw in a way that you would not be able to like catch or get like that's not a thing you can like get you know and my fucked up my thing when i say he's fucked up isn't even i'm not even talking about the physical aspect i mean like he speaks a weird klingon language now um and is the king of the cannibals for and has like a bone crown for some reason so the implication here is that on the day he went missing um, I guess he got scooped and inexplicably the cannibals decided we're not eating this one. Um, make him our king. <laughs> this four-year-old who's, I'm sorry, three-year-old who's currently most cogent thought was, I want TV. <laughs> They're like, this kid's our king for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like an, an old man who looks like a Klingon comes out of the group of cannibals with a cane and starts speaking a language that no one knows and then he asks who the two people are um i don't even know why they would assume that jacob knew who these people were oh also jacob uh does have a moment of clarity because he uh says boo to uh his dad like he did when they were originally running and hiding in the woods before he lost him so like Apparently, at the age of 13, this kid does have the memory of getting lost in the woods at three by ghosts and is like, great, time to lord this over my dad for a second. Yeah. (laughs) And he's like, the the old man cannibal's like, who is this? And then Jacob's like, dinner. And I'm like, so you guys know what dinner is? In the cannibal world? Like, you guys have dinner in the the cannibal world? You call things dinner? Um, Also... Like, the language he's speaking to, like, it's supposed to be this whole, like, inbreeding southern drawl thing they're going for, but it just doesn't work. It just sounds like they put, like, a rock in the kid's mouth and had him mumble. Because he's just kind of like, they're like, what are you He's like, yeah. like, ah, he said dinner. And it's like, it doesn't really work, though. Like, I don't know why they were like, because the other thing, too, Jacob the whole time is, like, borderline catatonic. (laughs) Yeah. Up on the throne, like he's just not moving, not responding to anything, like to the point that I would assume, like, oh, he had taken some kind of like horrific disability or something when he was first taken into the woods. Like when they scooped him up, they accidentally like broke both of his legs or something. Like he fell into a trap and he broke both of his legs and they took care of him and then they actually liked him. So, no, but it's not that. He's just sitting there and just motionless and then just going, oh. And that's the scene. That's the big emotional payoff for this episode is the two parents on their knees surrounded by cannibals and the kid just going, yeah, they're they're dinner. Yeah, eat them. And then all the cannibals descend on them. The end. Moral, there was a forest boy. (laughs) Yeah. 
Wow, we went so many places with this episode and all of them ended up fucking nowhere. Um, yeah. Poor Stan. Just outrageous. It, it feels like they were trying to run like three different plots at the same time and just n- none functioned. Just none. They were trying to do like, they were trying to do the Appalachian uh, mountain people lore. They were trying to do yeah. uh, the Hills Have Eyes. They were trying to do yeah. um, some kind of child abduction in the woods plot line. Uh-huh. They had an Australian guy, inexplicably for some reason. They tried to make Pretty it cool. a Bigfoot thing, too. Um, yeah, national grand secret and uh-huh. conspiracy. And um, um, then in the end, it was like a fucked up Peter Pan kind of. Um, yeah, I wish they would have given even... A frame of footage to explaining how this child became the Bone King. <laughs> because, like, that is really, I think, the part that pisses me off more than any of it, is to accept this already terrible ending, you have to be willing to just be like, oh, yeah, kid became Bone King. And <laughs> just, like, assume, like, <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah, that's naturally what would happen if a kid got lost in the woods, is he would just get kidnapped by cannibals and become the Bone King. Yeah, yeah. kidnapped the by cannibals time. who are known for abducting and eating people in the state parks at all times to the point where it is a problem enough that we have a special forces unit to go deal with it when it happens um not this kid though he's built different and the cannibals became the bone king (laughs) yeah the cannibals (laughs) knew that when they took him they were like damn this kid bone king this is the bone king do you think maybe i want tv was like some terrible prophetic phrase or something so they picked him up and they just like kind of held this kid up and he just yelled a little bit and then was like I want TV and they're like oh my god this kid just said the name of God we gotta we gotta listen to him what I think it is is I think that they were so impressed by their ability to scoop this kid like in broad daylight without drawing any attention they're like well we gotta let this kid live this was like so easy like we did this so well we have to keep him as like a thing to remind us how absolutely incredible of a job we did. He's a trophy, and now he's going to be the Bone King. <laughs> I was thinking maybe it's something else. like I was thinking the other end of just like, damn, their parents did not even try. They must hate this kid. This kid must have had a really rough one growing up. You know what? Let's give this kid a good life. I, I feel like we can do it. <laughs> uh, but we don't ever get that answer. It's just um. That's the end of the episode. Uh, happy Child birthday, is Italy. Bone King. Yeah. The end. The moral of the story is um, there was a kid who became the Bone King, I guess. Ta-da. Ta-da. Um, yeah, that's this episode. We're not kidding. That's this episode. It ends with them being descended upon by cannibals and then, then just being like, yeah, uh, don't lose your kid in the woods, I guess. <laughs> yeah, don't let your kid be out of your sight for even one millisecond because he will be taken by cannibals and he will become the Bone King. And 10 years later, you will be eaten by said cannibals because he's the Bone King. The end. Or, or like, just like wa- learn to walk away. Maybe 10 years yeah. is a little long to be convinced that, like, you can still find a kid who got lost in the woods. Like, that. Hey, man, even if we're being generous, that's like more than enough time for a mountain lion to get him. Yeah, <laughs> that's like, that's, that's, sa- that's bobcat hunting time. And like that kid was alive only three years and you looked for him for 10 years. That's that's seven more years than the kid was even alive. That's a long time. Like, yeah. 
It's it's a lot. Also, um, I guess Jay had like that wall of like clues and stuff and somehow never encountered even a single person who had like a conspiracy theory about cannibals in the state park because you know the government's so good about keeping secrets and there's definitely not a park ranger who keeps dropping breadcrumbs to anyone who will listen at any <laughs> given point in time <sighs> yeah well um, if you liked this episode and you liked hearing us talk yeah. about this asinine bullshit, um, this is what it's like <laughs> if you're um, a member of our Patreon and get to listen to our bonus episodes um, like it's this true. one. I would even I would even go as far as to say this is the most reasonable of yeah. the bonus oh, episodes we've done. Um, which if you're listening to this and going, well, that's not possible. Well, great news at patreon.com slash. Uh, gr- great and oh, terrible I AHS, always- I believe. All one word yeah great and terrible ahs fully written out correct 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 uh yeah you can also find out what um why the episode of this show that i find the most despicable possibly is bro house (laughs) (laughs) fucking bro house (laughs) of all the things for me to be upset about it bro house Well. Yeah. Well, till next time, everybody. <laughs> Take easy. Catch Beware of the Bone King. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs>